This video was brought to you by a better planner, Ken Power, Marcus Biel, Stormberg, and Bill Componente. Yo, what's up? We're now sitting in the Mercedes EQS Manufacturer. And in this video, I'm gonna talk about Tesla. Yes, I just happened to be on a trip with my family now. But um, yeah, so uh, I saw recently there's been a case circulating some uh, places. Uh, yeah, the Tesla created this secret team to suppress thousands of driving racing complaints. So I just wanna give you guys my input on it after driving Tesla for well, almost 10 years, there's some of the th stuff I saw in here that uh, I disagree with. So let's, um, uh, I will just skip through here. You can read the whole article yourself or maybe just Google about this. Just Google for Reuters and then this one, you'll find it. But I will link it. So um, yeah, they say that uh, about a decade ago, <laughs> roughly when I bought the uh, Millennium Falcon, right? They said that they rigged the dashboard to show you a uh, rosy projection of how far yeah, so uh, that's the whole uh, thing here. And they also mentioned this um, uh, this guy. Uh, he, he bought a, recently a Model 3, uh, a second-hand one, and then um, he would go on a road trip. And if, uh, 353 miles is roughly 560 kilometers of range, you know. So, okay, I have to explain a little bit about how Tesla works. Tesla, unlike many car manufacturers, Tesla will have a fixed rate so unlike what some people even claim, even Tesla people claim that no, that, that rated range and the indicated range uh, is variable. It depends on, uh, it changes, it depends on your driving style. No, I have tested so many times, I figured out that it's a flat rate. You, you, no matter how you drive, it doesn't change the rate predictions. But there is a, a little bit deeper than that. Um, but uh, let me just explain here. So. Um, Tesla or the car knows how many kilowatt hour it has from 100% down to 0% and then there's also a buffer below zero and then based on the kilowatt hour you have based on degradation also right um, you will then get a certain amount of kilometers or range in the display but then all the Teslas like uh, my Millennium Falcon you then had a setting for um, it was called typical and rated Typical was the more realistic range. If I would charge Millennium Falcon back then uh, when it was new, right? I would charge it to 100% and switch it to rate that it would show a little bit over 500 kilometers of range, which is, I mean, it's achievable, but um, it's achievable during summer when you have HVAC off, maybe in the drive like a grandma. But then uh, during winter, if you, you drive on the motorway, you will, might only get around 250 kilometers of range. And this is the problem because Tesla shows you that very optimistic range. You can switch it to typical and then it will show you roughly 400 kilometers of range on the full charge. Um, but then Tesla also has changed the algorithm over time. So I remember that in the beginning, yeah, I was getting 400 kilometers of range when I used typical. I soon figured out that rated was uh, very unrealistic. I stopped using it. Um, but then also, yeah, it would charge to a little bit over 400 kilometers of range. But then one day I received an update. It was probably around eight years ago. I don't remember. Suddenly, instead of getting a little bit over 400 kilometers, I got only about 385 kilometers. I was like, huh? But it was just the way Tesla changed the, the algorithm, changed the constant so that it will show you a slightly more realistic range. That's all. Uh, you still had the same number of kilowatt hour from 100% to 0%. So the the practical range did not change really. Um, but this is the problem because people, they look at the display and 
they believe it, of course. Many believe, that's the problem because if you look at the car's display, for example, and it shows you that you have 1% left or even on your phone, you will of course expect that you can use that phone or drive that car until 0%. And it would be weird if the car would stop at 1%, right? And that's the problem with the display here that Tesla uses. Is it's a flat rate that doesn't change. But then what about other cars like this Mercedes? Uh, most other cars, they will have something called GOM. It's called uh, it's guessometer. It will take the last few hundred kilometers uh, that you actually drove, take that average and then divide that constant, or, I mean, that variable instead by the capacity of the battery to find out how many kilometers you can drive. And in a way, that is better because um, during winter, the consumption will be higher versus summer, and then you will get a more realistic range. But the problem with that uh, calculation is that if you've been driving from a mountain downhill and you had to drive slow on a typical mountain road, right? You would then get nice and low consumption numbers. But then if your next leg is on a motorway with maybe some wet roads uh, and higher speed, then suddenly whatever you had on the display is highly unrealistic. But some cars, they have a better approach like Tesla, like this, uh, uh, this Mercedes or some other cars is that you input where you're going on the navigation and then it will show you how many percent you will arrive with. That is way better. I stopped using the kilometers of range indicated a long time ago. And then some cars like uh, Audi, BMW, they even change the GOM or I mean, they change the indicator range based on where you're navigating. So if you will navigate up a mountain, you will suddenly see that the kilometers in the display changes, drops. So that's actually way better. Yeah, uh, this guy, um, Alexandre, he was confused because he would expect to get the, the indicated range here, right? But it was in March and uh, this was California. And also uh, he was probably driving on the, on the interstate, maybe going around uh, 75, 80 miles per hour, around 120, 130 kilometers per hour. So of course you're not gonna get that range, 650 kilometers range. Everyone knows that, right? Well, they should. And then he expected, uh, he suspected that something was wrong and he contacted Tesla, but Tesla, they could remote, uh, they could figure out remotely what was wrong. I even called Tesla one time and ask them if they could look into my car and find out uh, the battery temperature. They, they could even do that. So it's not rocket science this, right? Uh, but they figured out that there's nothing wrong with the car. They probably look at the, the state of health and maybe, yeah, I don't know, state of health and maybe ba battery capacity. And they soon realized that no, there's nothing wrong with the car, but it's just, you know, winter and stuff. Um, but um, yeah, so the interesting thing is that Tesla made this uh, diversion team <laughs> to cancel range-related uh, appointments. But I mean, this is almost like a hint to Elon or Tesla. Uh, um, if you guys, if you need to make a team to to cancel range-related appointments, there uh, there must be something wrong with your software. Yeah, that's my claim. Um, uh, you can just read about this yourself about the whole team here. Uh, there's some weird stuff that the th yeah they, they 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 every time they uh, they cancel as uh, yeah whatever you know. But um, 
why, why do we even have to have a team in the first place? You have to, you have to uh, employ people to talk to these customers. And uh, why don't you change the software? <laughs> because the rest of the industry is using some kind of GOM-based system, which, okay, requires slightly more processing power and you have to, uh, yeah, you have to track uh, the history. But Tesla, they already have pretty fast eCPUs, right? And, and like this uh, Mercedes that is running on a 286. Uh, but okay, so they could just do that and it will actually give you a way better indication. That's my claim. So instead, there must be something wrong with the software since lots of people are claiming this. And also, I think another problem why so many Tesla owners are confused about this is because... Um, you, you look at the range of Tesla when you charge it, but then when you look at the trip meter, um, you, you, you might collect trip over several days, maybe weeks before you run low on battery. But the problem with Tesla is that when you preheat the battery or there's also some sentry mode going on, you know, there's some, some vampire drain and stuff going on. Um, if you charge the car to 100% and then over time you use several things that sucks battery, those are not counted in the trip meter. Uh, even this Mercedes, it counts some stuff, like when I'm just idling now and I'm using heater, it counts it in the trip meter. But if I preheat the battery, it does not count in the trip meter. And then I think that's what the Tesla owners are, um, uh, they make a mistake because they use the battery or they might just let it sit still and run sentry mode. And then there, there are some hidden consumers that you don't see. So when you look at the battery capacity from 100% down to 0%, it looks like you have less kilowatt hour. So this is a tip for you, ten, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of Tesla owners out there. If you wanna know how your battery health is, I have a pretty good method. I, I didn't invent this. Uh, there was someone else who invent or uh, uh, like explained to me how this should be done is that you need to charge the battery to 100% and then discharge it or drive it, right, to almost 0%. And then you can see how many kilowatt hour you have uh, discharged from the battery. And that is a way better estimation than spending one week or several, you know, uh, because you will then have hidden consumers and you don't see the, the real consumption there. So, they, I mean, it's it's quite deep, like you shouldn't hammer. There's a lot of stuff also, you can't, but I can't make, I can't explain all this, but there's one simple way to do it. Or, or if you plug in some kind of like SkyMy Tesla, it will also show you the, the capacity in there. There's a variable in there. Uh, so you can already do this yourself, or there's even some third-party apps you can, yeah, I forgot about those. You can, you can install some app and then via the API, it will also figure out your state of health. It will give you some indication of how many kilowatt hour you have. So yeah, that's one, several ways of figuring out this. But um, yeah, back to the topic here again. So yeah, the whole thing here, I mean, I'm not gonna explain, I mean, I'm not gonna uh, deny anything. This is just, when I read about this, yeah, it sounds very plausible that Tesla has all this stuff. It wouldn't surprise me, all this stuff. But there was one thing I, I reacted on, which is this one. So it says, that, yeah, Tesla years ago began exaggerating its vehicle. The problem here is that they showed the rated range, the, the, the NEDC range, right? Very optimistic range. Uh, and people believe it. And then that became a problem. 
Um, but one thing I was uh, uh, really bit oh, I disagree on is that they claim that when you charge the car to 100%, it will give you a very optimistic range. But when you drive it down, let's say here below 50%. It will then show you a more realistic projection. No, 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 that, that ain't right, buddy. I don't know where you got that information from, but I have been testing Teslas for so many years. Uh, combined now with the, all the Teslas I own, plus all the Teslas I have borrowed, I've probably driven uh, seven, eight hundred thousand kilometers, maybe a lot. Um, I spent a lot of time looking at stuff, calculating stuff. Tesla has dead stable, uh, dead linear uh, percent scale, or uh, or the the yeah the percent scale or the the kilometer scale. So uh, you could uh, back in the days, right? I figured out that uh, one kilometer was 189 watt hour per kilometer on my Tesla Model S, and I could then figure out percent or, or more accurately percent, right? By based on that, I could say that okay, we have. 55.2% left based on the kilometers. It's that accurate and also it's linear meaning that um, when you look at how many kilowatt hour, this is a very also a very easy way to figure out is your state of charge scale linear or not. You charge the car to 100% and then you start driving down to let's say 90% and based on the trip meter you can then calculate how much you have consumed versus how many percent and you can already then estimate how many kilowatt hour you have total and then if you repeat that at 80%, 70%, 60% down to 10% you will see that the kilowatt hour that you calculate during that process down it will be the same it's a slight variation of course because of measurement error but it will be more or less the same that means that it is linear but then some cars like the Korean cars is not linear in the beginning, it will look like you have a lot more kilowatt hour than you have, but then as you go deeper, you will get closer to the true state of charge. And because the percent scale is not linear. And this one here, so they claim that Tesla has a non-linear scale. No, 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 that is not right. They have dead linear scale. And this is what I like about Tesla is that uh, you can then based on percent or kilometers, uh, calculate stuff. I have calculated stuff so many times and it, it's very um, accurate. And then here, yeah, Tesla also, they have a safety buffer. Okay, they mentioned that, but this is nothing new. I, I have a measure, okay, we can check something here. Uh, this is my spreadsheet, actual real world uh, test. If you go to zero mile test, you will see here that I have driven a lot of cars down to zero. And you will see that um, this is the zero buffer. This is the kilowatt hour you get below zero. Yeah, uh, the Model Y Performance actually had four. Oh, no, it was new. It was a bit. But you see that many cars, they actually have a zero buffer. And Tesla is not unique. Uh, some cars, they will actually stop at uh, around zero. But many, many cars, they have a zero buffer. So it's it's nothing new, really. Um, and then, yeah, uh, let's just keep scrolling. You can just read all this. But um, that that is just, uh, wh wh where did I get that from? The, the whole uh, non-linear scale. And then also they mentioned uh, yeah, that the Tesla was actually, uh, they, were, they were fine in uh, Korea for having too optimistic range, right? Uh, there's a screenshot here from the Korean, yeah, so, yeah, um, I, I don't know what to say about this one. So, uh, because they, they claim too optimistic range and it was not like that, um, but... Um, 
Yeah, if Tesla was fine for this, why did uh, not the Korean brands like uh, Kia and Hyundai get fined for not having linear state of charge scale? Because that had caught me off guard many times when I, when I drive the car. Let me explain the problem here. If you uh, drive the car, right, uh, a Kia or a Hyundai, um, you, you, you start with 100% and then you start driving. And then at 50%, you think, oh, this is going great. Yeah, we can keep going. No, because uh, you expect that you can drive it down to almost 0%, right? But then the first 50% of the Kia Hyundai scale is not 50%. It might be something like 55% of the battery or the capacity. And then you only have 45 or 40% left. So then you will get you will get caught with your pants down. <laughs> so it actually messes up things when you try to expect, uh, when you try to, figure out if you can make it there or not and even worse some cars um the even the percentage yeah this is a, a volkswagen id3 for example maybe they fixed that in the later uh, up there but i remember that in id3 or some of the other cars when you even look at the gum that the car claims you can make it there right based on the kilometers there is no uphill and anything like that. everything is more stable constant like flat road but then somehow the indicated range towards the end drops way faster than the beginning and that uh, also messes you up and then you you have to then be a ninja because you then have to have an extra margin when you when you need to drive 50 more kilometers and the car says 50 kilometers away that you can make it there no you can't make it there yeah is it uh, why are they not being fine, right? So I, I'm just trying to be honest here. Okay, Tesla was fine because of this. Um, sounds like someone was just crying to get some, I don't know, I, I don't know about that one. But, and again, I, on the other hand, Tesla, they should have fixed this by showing a more realistic range in cold weather. But on the other hand, um, why didn't these guys just use the range estimation? You like If you navigate somewhere, Tesla will tell you how many percent you will arrive with and it's dead accurate in this um, This article they complain uh, they mentioned that it was not that accurate I have tested it so many times as long as I don't go barely legal speeds, you know speed limit plus VAT uh, As long as I follow the speed limits it will actually be dead accurate and not only that if for some reason you cannot make it there Tesla will even tell you in the display stay below 120 kilometers per hour to reach the destination and then if it's even worse stay below 90 kilometers per hour to reach the destination well tesla is highly advanced it uses weather conditions it uses temper uh, weather temperature it uses um speed limit elevation it uses lots and lots of factors to determine whether you can make it to your destination or not tesla has some of the most advanced um estimation calculation for figuring out how many percent you will arrive with i've tested also many other cars they also give you some percent estimate but many of them are just way off you think you can make it there but then by the end of the day no no you can't make it there like but of course also tesla sometimes shows you some weird uh, it depends on each leg yeah i'm i noticed this it depends which which leg when i drive the 1000 kilometer challenge some legs are dead accurate some other legs are way off also okay and here is another claim is that uh, Tesla 
well, at least they found that the Tesla has the worst performance when it comes to range. I also find that a little bit uh, puzzling because when I have, okay, I have so many different tests there, but here we have the Sunday driving test. It's, I actually drive a little bit under the speed limit on Norwegian highways and the average speed is quite low, around 60, uh, around 70 kilometers per hour only. That's around 45 miles per hour. But I not only do this with Tesla, you see, I've tested so many cars and you will see here that uh, I also checked the VLTP range versus the, the range I would get. And you see that uh, many cars, they will go over the indicated rather than VLTP range. Um, but uh, it, it's not, it's, okay, some Teslas like here, uh, I don't know what's up with this one, it was a little bit cold. Uh, yeah, then I got less range than what I supposed to get. But it's not unique really. Some other cars also didn't get the, the best range. But uh, in general, you will see that uh, some Teslas, they will go above the, the VLTP and some will get uh, not so great. But also, yeah, you can see the result. Um, Tesla is not unique. Tesla didn't uh, get uh, the worst result like they claim. And I also have something else here. But you see, this is not VLTP because VLTP cycle is um, based on uh, some city driving, some highway driving, some acceleration, some sort of like so, so it's not VLTP, it's just, you know, don't confuse it with that one, but it's like a way to see what you can get, yeah. And then I also have a thing, another thing is a range test. Here, a slightly different format of driving. Then I drive at constant speed, either 90 or 120 kilometers per hour in the motorway. But it's also to give you some kind of indication of what you can expect for range. And you can also just see here, Tesla or other cars also, uh, what range I got. And then uh, this, this is also useful. Yeah, I can show you here, by the way. Uh, if you have a Tesla or other cars, and you're wondering what your battery capacity is. I have already tested uh, thousands. Wait, how many lines do you have here? Shit, okay. But yeah, I've tested uh, many, many cars, not thousands, but you can see here how many kilowatt hour your car is supposed to have if I charge it 100% and drive it almost down to zero and I extrapolate the remaining. And then by checking here, you can find out if your battery has lower capacity or not, right? you also have to count in some degradation. Yeah, that's also another thing. If you have an old Tesla, how much degradation do you have or should you have? It depends, but if your Tesla is about 10 years old, you probably have around 10%. Uh, 10%. You can almost say that each year you get roughly 1% uh, degradation. It's not linear, but roughly that in that ballpark. So um, uh, yeah, but you can also look here by the way and see what kind of range you you get versus the yeah this one i don't have the vltp but again i have seen many many times that tesla they can actually match uh, i mean or my 90 kilometers per hour test which is not the same as vlt but then my 90 test can match vltp and you can also ask yourself also when you look at this one uh, how useful is the vltp range for you because um if you drive around city and you will have then might you might then have a VLTP like cycle where you have some motorway and some cities. Um, but when you're going a long range, oh, sorry, a long trip, that's where the the range matters. But then it's suddenly not VLTP anymore because then you have more like you're driving on the on the highway, right, on a constant speed. So, uh, but then when you when you're around city, you should have. Um, charging capability somewhere so then it doesn't really matter what the vltp range is right 
Yeah, also this one here. So the South Korea regulations, okay. Um, they claim that Tesla lost up to 50% ago. I, okay, um, unless they have an old Tesla that can show you rated range. Um, I'm just trying to think here. If I had Millennium Falcon that shows me 500 kilometers of range, and if I would only get 250 kilometers of range during winter, then yeah, that would be true. But I think the problem here is that they are they are mixing two things here. Is that yes, during winter you will with every car, every electric car, even fossil cars, you get reduced range because of winter. It's just physics. We, yeah, I remember that uh, Nissan uh, E Power I tested. It had it, was it uh, at some legs I had thirteen liters per hundred kilometer of fuel consumption because of winter. Yeah, but okay, back here. So th there's no way you lose 50% of the range because of winter. But um, I suspect that they lost range because they were driving on more way. Yeah, 120, 130 kilometers per hour versus uh, driving in city speeds. Of course, then you get what you were supposed to get, right? According to the rated range or the indicated range. So um, what I have tested again, is that uh, Tesla is among the best. Actually, it's the best when it comes to uh, not losing range during winter because Tesla, they have something quite unique in the car industry. They have Octoval. They have, uh, they have heat scavenging, which is not unique. Many car manufacturers, they also have heat scavenging, but um, even Tesla had it from 2013. Millennium Falcon had heat scavenging, but it was just few modes. It could scavenge heat from the electric motor and then put it in the battery to heat up the battery. Uh, but, uh, oh yeah, there was something else also I mentioned. Yeah, here. So they say that, uh, well, I'm not sure if this is uh, Reuters own words or what, or they, they got it from somewhere else. Electric cars lose range because of winter. Yeah, it says that the coal is particularly dry. Okay, okay, okay. And then slowing the chemical and physical reactions inside the batteries. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, and then they mentioned other things that increase, but but this one I was reacting. Okay, so the coal, yes, true, but like I mentioned, Millennium Falcon, ten-year-old Tesla, has heat scavenging. When you drive the car in winter, it will then take the leftover heat from the motor or the motors, and then put it in the battery to heat up the battery. So even when it was minus twenty degrees outside, the battery will be staying at twenty, twenty-five degrees because of heat scavenging. And that means that this thing here, yes, this is only true when you start with a cold battery. But once you start driving on a long trip, that's where the range matters, right? Uh, it won't be a problem anymore. And then, yeah, I mentioned the whole uh, uh, Octavale thing. Because Tesla, like, I, I don't even remember all the modes they have, but Tesla will use leftover heat from the battery, from the, from the motors, from uh, inverters from onboard charger. It has a big ecosystem of heat in the system that they can use to move somewhere else when needed. For example, the, it can divert all the heat into heating of the battery before fast charging to get the best charging speed during winter. Or it can take heat from the battery in the motor to heat up the cabin to save energy during winter. So this came with roughly 
I think it was 2021, I don't remember when, when Tesla introduced heat pump and Octoval. That's where everything changes. My Tesla Model S from 2013 is not that efficient during winter because it doesn't have all the modes. It doesn't even have heat pump. So it uses PTC heater during winter. And there I remember that with Millennium Falcon, I would usually see around 20% decrease in range or 20% higher consumption during winter. But then with te the latest and greatest Tesla, uh, I don't remember exactly, but roughly 10% only, 10% drop during winter. And when I tested Tesla, going to, to cold, really cold places like Foldal, Aldal, when it was minus 20, minus 25 degrees Celsius, Tesla kicked ass for the Lord. It had the lowest consumption ever versus the Korean cars. I tested also E-Nero during, and I also tested, um, no, tested ID3. And I also tested recently Neo ET7 versus Tesla Model S Plaid. Tesla, really, they have the best tech. Yeah, this is, you can argue that Bjorn, you are a Tesla fanboy. No, I have tested this. I found this myself. If you don't believe me, you can do it yourself. You scan my Tesla, go on a trip when it's minus 20, minus 30 degrees Celsius, the colder the better. You will see the Tesla is just outstanding when it comes to consumption. And like a pro tip is in Tesla, if it's really cold outside, uh, if you want to save energy, go supercharge. Supercharge for around uh, 20 minutes, half an hour, you build up lots of heat in the battery and that battery is a big accumulator for heat and then you can scavenge that heat on the next leg and you will have almost summer consumption right after you fast charge. It doesn't even have to be supercharger. You can just be on a, a fast charger or a high power charger. So that's quite unique. Other car manufacturers, they still fail to uh, do it as well as Tesla does it. But like I said, it was not never like this always. It was recently, a couple of years ago when they introduced the Octovalve. So yeah, um, I'm not sure what else I should show you. There's just um, lots of stuff here. Um, like I don't defend the, the weird stuff that Tesla does with, with the whole, uh, the, the virtuals, uh, what do you call it again? Yeah, the, the, that team or whatever. You know, that's weird, but there was just a, a couple of things I reacted on in this article and I claim that it's wrong, but I also want to make this video to to maybe enlighten some of the stuff here, to, to give some hint to Tesla owners, how you can determine whether you, there is something wrong with the battery. But I can say that in general, Tesla batteries, uh, I have not seen many cases where um, Tesla batteries fail and they, they get a great in, uh, decrease. Normally, if there's something wrong with your battery, the car itself will tell you that there's something wrong. And then you have to, uh, yeah, go to the service center and get it fixed under warranty, hopefully. Uh, some other cars that I've tested, even press cars, branch banking new press cars. I remember Mercedes EQC I tested. And also it was a Volkswagen ID. Five, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and was it something else? I don't remember. Yeah, but at least those, those two cars, they actually had a significant drop in battery capacity, um, but the car never told me. I figured it out myself because I'm some kind of ninja, and I figured out that th there was way less capacity than normal. And yeah, when I asked the, the importers, they figured, yeah, there's something wrong. But the, those cars never told me that something was wrong with the battery. So, yeah, uh, I just want to give you guys my input on this and uh, you can go, go read the, the, the article yourself. It's a long uh, and good read. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, um, I think that's going to be it for now. I hope you guys enjoyed this video. As always, thank you for watching and talk to you later.